Hey, it's Mark. This week's series of mini episodes taped live at the health conference in Vegas continues with digital editor Jack O'Brien. Welcome to the MMM podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien. I'm the digital editor at MMM. My guest today is Kathy Ford from Project Ronin. Kathy, how are you doing? I'm great, Jack. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for stopping by here at our booth at the Health Conference in Las Vegas. Want to start off with a question I'm sure a lot of people have as they're tuning into this. What is Project Ronin? Give us the rundown on the company. It's a great question. We are a clinical decision support company focused in oncology care where our mission and vision is to leverage data and make it as smart as possible to empower clinicians to make the most informed decision at the patient level. So uh, very precision oriented. We're also a Larry Ellison funded company. Excellent. I think that kind of leads into a question I'm sure is of interest to our audience who are primarily medical marketers representing pharma and biotech companies, is how has that dynamic changed over the past couple of years in terms of interfacing and having that data available to physicians to make actionable decisions out of it? It hasn't changed fast enough is essentially where we're at. And we all know how healthcare works from an innovation cycle standpoint. We're on this seven to 10 year uh, innovation cycle. Understandably so, it's an evidence-based, risk-adverse industry, uh, and there just hasn't been the right maturity of AI and machine learning to give that level of confidence and trust to clinicians to leverage advanced technology to make better decisions uh, that are more patient-focused, You know, that understand more specificity. So we're we're, we're coming up on it now, but every vendor and those that are, are sort of entering into the space, it's tough. It's long. It's, it's expensive. It requires a lot of data. Uh, so I would say that we're just in the beginning. And you talk about it, the technology having to catch up. What were some of the advancements that you know you and others needed to see to be like, oh, this is going to be something that can actually be used by oncologists or clinicians or whoever to you know, make this change happen? Really, the you know the uh, genesis of Project Ronin comes from our co-founders, and one of them being Dr. David Agus, who is a medical oncologist, a very esteemed one. And he really saw the problem early on, years and years ago, to say, I have no tools to actually understand trending, to understand this patient. I'm using spreadsheets and other incredibly you know analog-based things to try to make the best decision I can, but I really don't have what I need to understand my patients, you know, more holistically. And he happens to be very good friends with Larry Ellison, who's also very passionate about healthcare and making changes and and really leveraging technology to disrupt. Uh, And then they came together with Dave Hodgson, our CEO, and who also came from the biopharma space and saw sort of the same gaps and so it really came from a clinician and a clinician's view and Project Ronin collaborated and went into partnership with MD Anderson so we were built by clinicians for clinicians from the beginning. And how has it evolved or you talk about it being built by a clinician and having you know the experience of a biopharma Mm -hmm. leader in there and obviously having the experience of a very seasoned very well-known tech leader how has that evolved over the years to where it is now and maybe where the company is going in the future? Mm 
I love the question. You know, what you always have to do in healthcare is sort of deal with the fire at hand first before you try to go really jump ahead and leapfrog into next generation because uh, you'll never gain the confidence. And so it happens to be the case even still today, but you know, starting when Ronan started to develop, that the connection with the patient, so knowing what they're going through as it relates to chemotherapy and toxicity and is this expected, uh, has been a, a challenge and a disconnect in the industry. And so Ronan started there to say, symptom management is a major part of cancer treatment and can have a massive effect on your efficacy and survivorship. And there was a real gap in the, mar in the market, and especially with solutions that were really geared towards different cancer types. And so that's really the initial path that Ronan started on, always knowing that we're not stopping there, but it's really the, th the starting point, sort of the, the front door that we needed to get through. And where we're going is to take all the data, get ingest as much data as we can, and make it much smarter and provide those insights to then start to predict things. This patient is high likelihood going to present to the ED, for example. This patient is probably going to have massive toxicity to this treatment plan. And what that leads to somewhere down the road is then a prevention method. So how do we prevent, how do we reduce that 50% of, of cancers that are preventable today? 50%. So, I am kind of curious because I know our audience is probably thinking about it. It's like, okay, I'm a medical marketer. It sounds like this is very important, very data-driven, innovative work. Where do I fit into that? Or how can, how can I help along with this? And I guess I'm kind of curious, just in your own estimation of the oncology space, what progress is being made? Because I know patients probably... You know, if, if they, God forbid, ever have cancer, they're not even thinking about all those potential side effects that you talk about that can further complicate their journey. So I, I guess I wonder what the experience could be for a medical marketer to step in and say, how can we help in, in educating a patient or, or keeping them up to speed? It's really twofold, right? So cancer is, time is a, is a major factor here. So often what happens, especially on the pharma side, is there's a you know, set of recommendations that are very generalized and not at all specific to whether that's going to be a responsive treatment path for a patient. And what is needed and what I think pharma is looking for is more precision around these are the best patients for my drug and that's going to have the best outcome. And then for the patients that it's not the best then I know where to focus for more technology or more innovation. And then secondarily, I mean, cancer or the other piece of this here is, is a really unusual disease where because of what it takes to treat it, you actually make the patient sicker before they get better. And patients don't know how to respond to that. And so a lot of times it's just situational awareness. How do I... How, how can I be connected and educated as a patient? Most patients tell us that I don't expect to, you know, manage this. I just want to know that what is happening to me is, is what's supposed to be happening to me and that I can get a hold of somebody in case, you know, I'm not sure. Because 
when an oncology patient presents to the ED, it's about eight to ten times more expensive because that emergency department has to run every test possible in that patient. Kathy, I really appreciate having you here on the show and being able to talk about the important work that you and your company are doing. I guess if there's one note that you can leave us off with, you know, in terms of maybe topics or trends or things that you've seen at the conference thus far over the first couple of days, you know, what's caught your eye or what's really been you know, thought provoking to you? Data, data, data is definitely uh, everybody's topic. I think it's really important for the conversation to move to the responsibilities around data and the ethics and safety uh, that need to go with all of those conversations with data, especially as it relates to things, leveraging AI, for example. How are all of our vendor colleagues helping the medical industry feel more confident with what you know, kind of advanced tooling is being presented to them? Because there's a lot of disruption, and uh, we need it, which is great. But it's it won't get used if it is unclear or vague or secretive or or unsafe, of course. And so I, that's where I feel like we're on the cusp of you know kind of the next generation of of what happens with technology. We need to we have a lot of data, so now we need to see how it can really be used in a responsible way. Absolutely. Well, again, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. And we're going to be following very closely everything that's going on with Project Rowan and your work in that space. Thank you so much, Jack. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Better yet, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and help others discover the show. The MMNM podcast is produced by Bill Fitzpatrick, Deborah Stahl, Bradley Weems, and Gordon Failer. Our theme music is by Sizzy M. Sohn. We're out every week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.